Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey, everyone. I'm Jacqueline Johnson, the founder of Create and Cultivate, and this is Work Party, a podcast for a new generation of women who are ditching the rule book and redefining the meaning of work on their own terms. In each episode, we bring in leading female entrepreneurs for real talk advice on the topics that matter most to the modern career woman. From hiring to mentorship to raising money and so much more, whether you are pivoting to a new industry, negotiating a raise, turning your side hustle into a full-time gig, or pitching your company to investors, we're giving you the tips and tricks you need to take your career to the next level. Are you ready to make some money moves? Well, welcome to Work Party, the podcast. Pearson Gaines is the founder and CEO of Pressed Roots, the first silk blowout bar of its kind that provides luxurious experiences that celebrate highly textured hair. After graduating from Columbia University and Harvard Business School, Pearson set out to transform the hair care industry, which has excluded ethnic hair textures for decades. Gaines speaks directly to the experience of women of color, providing a salon that not only respects their time, but celebrates their individuality. After launching with pop-up salons in major cities across the country, Pearson opened Press Roots flagship location in Dallas of March 2020, right before the pandemic hit. Despite this, the flagship was a huge success and the salon sparked a movement. Quality hair care that's accessible to all women. Today, I'm talking to Pearson about how she built her business and trademarked the proprietary Press Roots method, investors not being aware of problems female funders are trying to fix, and how she's empowering female entrepreneurs, starting with her team of highly skilled stylists. Welcome to the podcast, Pearson. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Of course. So let's just start at the beginning. After graduating, you had planned to pursue a career in marketing for luxury brands, but made an extreme pivot. Take us back to that moment when you first had the idea for the launch of Press Roots and what motivated you to go out on your own? Yeah. So when I was in business school and throughout my entire life, I just had a lot of really, really bad hair experiences. So Yes, I did plan to go into marketing prior to business school, but just once I got into business school, I started to dig into the fact that I didn't, I hadn't had a lot of good experiences throughout my life. And I, you know, I was taking some entrepreneurship classes and I started interviewing a lot of women with textured hair. I actually interviewed 300 women with textured hair and I learned that it wasn't just me, who had been having all of these crazy salon experiences, it was really a consensus that all of them, everyone has had a traumatic salon experience if you've had, te- if you have textured hair. And so, yeah, I 
saw that there was a huge gap in the market. And despite the fact that the same group who has had all of these crazy experiences, um, they still spend nine times more than any other group on their hair. And so it just was clear that there was this huge gap. There was a huge opportunity. And I was in business school at the time. And so I was just, you know, I, I, I felt like I had a lot of resources around me. So I just decided to go after it. That's amazing. And I love that you started with pop-ups. I think that's such a great way to test a concept without a gigantic amount of risk attached to it. So you started with a single pop-up in Boston and then grew that into a multi-city pop-up tour. How did you initially fund this business to get these pop-ups up to date? And what did those pop-ups teach you before jumping into your own brick and mortar? Yeah. So I initially funded those pop-ups with my money. I had taken out loans for business school and some of that loan money was like I had done it for, I had set it aside for traveling. And basically all that money that I had set aside for traveling, I just used for these pop-ups. I, again, I started it, this business while I was actually in school. So yeah, my loan money went for these pop-ups and my own personal money too. And during those pop-ups, we just tested everything about the concept, you know, how, how we were promoting it, how we were pricing it for our customers, how we were paying the stylists, mm-hmm. how, you know, really everything, what the experience would be like, everything. And it just, it got us a lot of learnings. I learned a lot about the customers. I learned a lot about, you know, just what the market would take. I, through all the pop-ups, they did really well. They were all sold out. Um, So it also showed a lot of traction. So when I eventually raised money, it was great, just evidence of the demand in different cities. I I provided surveys for each person who went to our pop-up. So I learned a lot about why they were coming, um, what their current solution is, you know, just really everything about these customers. So it was just, it was a really great learning experience before we actually launched the first store. Yeah, it's incredible R&D to be able to do that, test the pricing before going into a massive launch and then having to redo everything. So a really good lesson for any entrepreneurs out there who haven't a concept and ideas, pop it up, test it. So now years later, you've raised over 3.1 million in funding to date and are adding more locations in Texas this year. So congratulations. What decisions went into securing that first round of funding and how has it impacted your path and where Press Roots is now and where you're going in the future? Yeah, that's a really interesting question because there are a lot of decisions. So as I mentioned, we did pop-ups for almost two years before we were able to raise our first pre-seed round to open the first store. And, you know, throughout that time, I tried to, or I attempted raising money at different points throughout. And I got a lot of feedback throughout. Sometimes it was, you know, you're just too early. We need more traction, you know, all different types of things. But I did get a few offers throughout that those two years. And one of them actually, one of the investors told, asked me, you know, why don't you, if you start this in California, you know, we're based in California. If you start this in California, we'll fund, we'll fund this first store. And I made the decision not to, because, you know, one, we hadn't really done any pop-ups there. I hadn't tested that market. It would have been such a different market. You know, the labor is different in Texas and in California and real estate is different. And there's so many differences, laws. And um, I didn't end up taking that money. And that was like the first offer that I had. And mm. when you talk about like how decisions I made then, impacted the trajectory of where I am now and where we're going. I think back, you know, when we actually ended up launching, it was March of 2020, right? As the, as the pandemic was opening or starting, we had to shut down immediately. And for a lot of new businesses, obviously it was rough, but 
because we were in Texas, I was able to reopen in May. And mm. that saved the business. If I would have actually launched in California, I know a lot of new businesses, you know, it's so sad. They, they didn't make it because, you know, a lot of those businesses, they were shut down for the entire year. And we were brand new. That wouldn't, it wouldn't have, I don't know how we would have, we wouldn't have made it, you know? So just thinking about that decision alone. And then of course, you know, we, a lot of investors, you know, really wanted us to launch in Atlanta because, you know, just thinking about the market, you know, right. black women with money, it just makes sense. But, you know, we had done a lot of testing and we went to Atlanta and although those pop-ups sold out, we learned that those, a lot of those women, they already had stylists, they had backup stylists, and they were coming to those pop-ups because, you know, the experience was great. It was something new and they had champagne, but they all had options. Whereas when we went to Dallas for our pop-up shops, they didn't have options. And they were, those women, when they responded to the survey questions, they were like, you know, we've gone natural over the last few years and we haven't found a stylist. We've moved here and we haven't found a stylist yet. And it was just, so clear there was a huge gap in Dallas and it's so much easier to have people like because people are so sticky with their stylists it's so much easier to um not pull someone have to pull someone away from their stylist and to get people who don't have a stylist you know and so thinking about how fast we when we opened in 2020 when people they they hadn't had any their hair done in, in months because of the pandemic right and so when we reopened in May like we had a wait list from day one. And there's so many, I don't know if we would have opened in Atlanta if we would have had that same demand because people probably would have wanted to go back to their styles that they knew, you know? And so just thinking about the type of hype and um, excitement that we had when we opened here and how, how fast it went, I think it was a lot of those different decisions and that made it so much easier for us to raise our seed round because of the success we had during the p pandemic, 2020, you know, our success was really great. And I think it was some of those decisions that I made early on that made that ha happen. Such great advice. So takeaways from that being, you know, obviously sometimes when you're launching a business, you, your first gut reaction is like New York or Los Angeles, right? Those are the key markets. We got to open up in those, but it's not always the best decision for the business. To your point, Atlanta, the obvious decision would have provided a much more challenging uphill battle for you to break into that market, despite it being a great market for, for the service you're providing. And then looking into like a market like Dallas, still a large metro, but being able to kind of acquire an audience that's already hungry for what you're doing. So, so much good information in that answer. Thank you so much for sharing. So let's talk about the brand mission and values. Understanding the specific needs and nuances of your customer is fundamental to your business, but innovation is actually taking that understanding and turning it into action. So all of your stylists complete the press roots boot camp where they learn the nuances of every type of hair texture and perfect the art of the blowout. So what went into the development of the stylist curriculum and training? And can you walk us through your process of creating this, this methodology that obviously has made your business so successful? There have been so many iterations of this uh, methodology and of actual creating this boot camp. So it started out when we were in Boston with the boot camps or in Boston with the pop-up shops, it was really just a video, a training video. We had a stylist that did my hair and kind of walked people through the process. And it iterated, we created a manual once we came to Dallas. And now it's a combination, you know, it's a whole boot camp. We have a combination of online, we have written, we have a huge in-person component. We have, it ends in an audition where they do a written exam. So it's, we have iterated on it so much, but the premise of it all is that we give a, deep and thorough 
explanation of the different hair textures. Uh, what we've learned is that they, a lot of these stylists are coming out of cosmetology school with really no formal education or knowledge or understanding of the different hair textures and what makes them healthy, what is terrible for them. And that's why 50% of Black women experience hair loss at least once in their lives, which is insane. You know, 50%, it's crazy. And so the core of what our boot camp is, is really teaching our stylists what different hair textures need to be healthy. We're still iterating on it, but that that's the core of it. Allow me to hit pause on today's episode to talk to you about one of our sponsors, Newly. I love to mix and match new styles, but I've always found nailing down those key staples to be a challenge. Between spending too much money on fast fashion and fleeting trends to purging my closet to prepare for the change of the seasons, I can never seem to get my closet in a good place. And I end up spending way too much time and money. All that said, I'm about to put you guys onto my new favorite brand and the best possible solution to soothe all your wardrobe worries. Newly is a subscription-based clothing rental service. For just 88 bucks a month, you get to rent any six items of your choice from thousands of styles from over 300 plus brands, including selections from their very own Anthropology, Free People, and Urban Outfitters Family, as well as outsourced brands like A Gold, Love Shack Fancy, Donnie, For Love and Lemons, and so many more. I've given my summer wardrobe that complete refresh it needed because her style selections are endless. And the best part about this experience is that you have the opportunity to indulge in all the warm weather fashion you want, why you need it. And then when you're ready to take on that next season, Newly takes care of that transition for you. Another thing I love about this brand is their flexibility and their customer service. There are no fees, no late fees, no damage fees or fees to pause or cancel your membership. So if life happens and you lose a button or spill coffee or just need a break, They've already taken that into consideration and they take full ownership of those mishaps. With fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility, there's also no laundry for you to worry about. And if you absolutely can't part ways with your rental, you have the option to buy what you love at a discounted price, sometimes 70% off. And to sweeten the deal even more, I have a special code for our work party listeners. Newly is already a great value at just $88 a month for any six styles. But right now you can get $10 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code PARTY10. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's. And enter code PARTY10 to sign up and get $10 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's. And enter the code PARTY10. Newly subscription clothing rentals. Change your clothes. I'm Sinead Grimes-Beach. And I'm Annalyn McCord. After years spent playing best friends on screen on 90210. And fighting like hell behind the scenes. Ah, yes. How could I forget? <laughs> we made it out of our time in Young Hollywood on a show that shared names with the most iconic zip code in the world. Bonded for life, but not without a shit ton of baggage in tow. Now we are back together letting it all hang out on our new podcast, Unzipped. Tune in and unzip with us and our brilliant guests every Wednesday, wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey guys, time for a quick ad break with our sponsor, Gusto. It's our sponsors that help keep the work party going, so we appreciate your support. Put yourself in your employee's shoes. Are their benefits simple and clear? Can they find their pay stubs easily? A lot of companies' payroll benefits and HR platforms are outdated and confusing. And if all this sounds like you, then it might be time to level up your organization and keep your employees happier with Gusto. 
If you're anything like me, then you love finding ways to automate and streamline your business practices. It saves you time, it makes life easier, and sometimes these tedious tasks weigh us down and take away from moving the business forward in other ways. So investing in a service that provides everything you need in one place will garner a huge return on your investment. Trust me. Forget having to jump from spreadsheet to spreadsheet to Word doc and everything in between. Keep your payroll and HR operations organized with Gusto, all in one platform. From full service payroll and benefits, the team management tools and more, Gusto makes it easy to support your hardworking team in one intuitive place. Did I also mention how beautiful and easy to use the interface is? Gusto is loved by both businesses and employees alike because the interface is super user-friendly, modern, fresh, and extremely organized. For business, having everything in one place is an absolute game changer and most customers are able to run payroll in 10 minutes or less. And the best part is Gusto also helps with the hard stuff like filing payroll taxes, compliance, new state tax regulations, international contractor payments in 90 countries and counting, and so much more. I can't tell you how much this platform has changed my life and business. Join the more than 200,000 new and growing businesses that are on Gusto to build a great workplace for their employees. Right now, Gusto is offering our listeners three months free at gusto.com slash party. Get easy payroll benefits, HR, and a happier team. So go to gusto.com slash party for the first three months free. That's gusto.com slash party. So when I first heard about Press Roots, I found out about you through images of the salon. It is stunning. Like it is so gorgeous. It's like Pinterest board. I I mean, it's on my Pinterest board somewhere. It's, it's so, so beautiful. So tell us about the creative vision for your spaces and the overall brand and design. Yeah. Thank you so much for that, by the way. I agree. The spaces are really beautiful. And it was really important for that to be the case. For so long, women with textured hair, women of color, haven't had these luxury spaces that were built with them in mind. So that was something that I really wanted to get across. The overall vision was meant to have a space that was like warm and welcoming and comfortable, but at the same time, very chic. And we also wanted people to feel strong and empowered when they're in the space, but also really classy and feminine. And that's where the pink comes in, you know? So, and the designers did a really great job. I can't take all the credit. I can't take any of the credit. Really. I didn't design the space. They did a really great job. They, they, put, they put all of those components together and made a really great space. Yeah, it's absolutely stunning. And I love that. It really provides, like, everything you're saying, I think, hits the nail on the head. It looks extremely luxurious, gorgeous. And, you know, I'm a huge fan of pink, so, like, neither here nor there. I'm like, <laughs> this is a dreamy space. So Press Roots values not just their customer. Obviously, we've talked a lot about that, like, what goes into it, the training, all those things. But you also believe in empowering your stylists in sort of an entrepreneurial fashion. Can you share more about this and what you're doing to equip your stylists with tools for success, not only in the services they're providing, but as themselves as businesses? Yes, our stylists are our biggest asset. We, we, are nothing with ourselves. We have 50 stylists per location. So it's stylist heavy and we have a really unique model for them. As you may know, a lot of stylists, they get into the business because they want to be entrepreneurs. Uh, they're creative and they are at heart, they're business owners. And sometimes when it comes, you know, salons, it, it's a, it's a direct conflict with what they, they want to do. And so what we offer is we offer them the opportunity to still build their businesses and they're all their entrepreneurial endeavors outside of Pressed Root. We support them in doing that because we only offer blowouts at our salon. Um, a lot of our stylists do braids, they do color, they do cuts. We encourage them, like if you find a client at Pressed Roots that wants to do something else, 
take them to your salon, take them wherever you are outside. You know, if that, if that's, if you want to build your business outside, we encourage that. So, and then we also encourage our stylists who want to create and build a career within Press Roots. We offer them the opportunity to grow in the company also. So they can move up from stylist to senior stylist to master stylist to management or to the training path. And they can be training manager or training director. And the goal is for them to eventually, for our key leaders in the salon who have grown from stylists and who understand the brand, to eventually be on a path to ownership for the brand through franchising. And so um, we are really creating a path to ownership and we encourage entrepreneurship either way our stylists want to grow, whether to themselves or through the company. And that's just, it's a really unique, it's really unique. A lot of salons feel that it's competitive if you let, uh, let them do things outside of, but we actually mm. feel that it, it's better for, it's good for our brand. If our if people know that, hey, I can go to Press Roots and I can, I know I'm going to be able to find a bomb stylist that can also braid my hair when I don't want to blow out. Like, great, yeah, great, great. It's great yeah. for us. So we, we encourage that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I love the idea of franchising. That's such a huge leap for the business. That's so exciting. And the fact that obviously the women that you are training and that are working with you and working their way up have that opportunity as well is awesome. So you mentioned this earlier, but obviously when fundraising, a lot of investors won't invest in businesses because they don't understand the problem. And this is what happens when you have a lot of, frankly, male and pale investors on the other side of the table, which as we all know, only 5% of venture capital funds are, are run by women or have women in the decision-making category. So how can we as female consumers and entrepreneurs and business owners increase our engagement and empowerment to change this? And how was your experience in terms of raising money affected by this issue of just the not understanding of the market issue? Oh, yeah. Well, to start off, my experience with fundraising was that's exactly why it took me two years to raise a dime, I think. Well, not I think, I know. So many people that I was were, was talking to just didn't understand the problem. They didn't really, they didn't believe the problem. Um, they didn't believe that the demographic that I was looking to serve had the money to actually, for this business to actually work. There are just so many misconceptions about the business and the demographic and mm. It took two years of proving through pop-up shops that this is, there's a demand for this. And not only is there a demand for this, but this demographic spends a lot of money on their hair. <laughs> it's a priority for More them. More money. More, More money, money than, than any other women. group. Yeah. Yeah. And crazy. so when you're asking, you know, one of the biggest things was people would say, okay, well, if dry bar is $45 and you're saying that you're going to be $65, but white women, when you look at money in general, they have more money than black women. That doesn't make sense. The black women are, you're only going to be able to target a small, small percentage of black women. And not only that, but you, they're not going to come back because it's just too much money for them. And it was just such a big misconception because that's not the way we think about our hair. We are going to spend more on our hair. And um, it just took two years of, of that to show them that, you know, and, and then of course, when the pop-ups happened during the pandemic, when people weren't spending, when everyone else in the country wasn't spending money on their hair and they saw these black women coming to get their hair done every week when they weren't going anywhere, it just improved, you know? So all of that to say that the way to solve it is just, you know, I think when, People have success when women have success to make sure that they are at those tables, you know, that they give back and they find a way to be at those tables so that they can empathize and and they can, when founders come to them, when founders come to these, raise money, that there's someone there that 
knows what they're talking about and Mm -hmm. can empathize and understand. The only way to change it is if we have more people at the table. And then another way, of course, is just, it it might take longer for for women founders, but just get the numbers, you know, prove it, prove it. There's no better way to, to show than follow the numbers. You know, good investors will follow the numbers eventually. So if you can't, if they can't, get behind it because they don't understand it. Show them money. Yeah. The money doesn't lie. Yeah. The money doesn't lie. So true. And it is frustrating though, that like women have to like prove the concept before they can go raise the money as like so many men I'm sure can raise money on an idea. Right. And it's like no problem. That being said, incredible advice. And I think that's so accurate, you know, and obviously what you've done have, has been absolutely amazing. So you're running this business, you're getting into franchising, you're growing, obviously you're, you're extremely successful. Who do you reach out to when you need advice or support when you're having a bad day? Do you have mentors or are there groups that you typically turn to? I am really grateful. I have a lot of great mentors and advisors from former bosses that, you know, that I worked with. I have professors that helped me through some really tough times, investors, I have some really, really great investors. All of my investors actually have been nothing but value add and helpful for support. Like my family has been amazing. Everybody in my family has been amazing, really. So I've been grateful. I don't know. I don't, you don't have support. I don't know how you make it through the Mm -hmm. entrepreneurship journey. Seriously. So true. It can be very challenging, but I'm so excited for your success. It's been amazing. So what's next for you and Press Roots? I'm excited too. Press Roots is growing. We so we're opening up our Arlington store next month, which is store three. We're opening up store four beginning of next year, end of this year. It's We're signing the lease now. That could take anywhere from six to nine months. Um, the plan is to be at 10 stores by the end of 2024. So we are growing fast. And it's just really exciting because you know, every time we open up a store, like the Plano store just opened in February and, you know, it's been at capacity from day one and it's a brand new Amazing. city. You know, there's just so much energy and excitement around the brand. So I'm excited. Yes, that's so amazing. Congratulations on that. So let's end with Thank some you. sentence finishers. Okay. My very first job was? I was a sales associate at Williams Sonoma. Oh, nice. We love a retail journey. I was been in a republic. When I make time for self-care, I? I get my hair done, of course. Absolutely. (laughs) My success mantra is? Believe in your goals, follow your intuition, and trust yourself. I love it. Thank you so much, Pearson. Where can listeners follow you and connect with Press Roots? You can follow Press Roots at underscore Pressed Roots. That's on Instagram twitter and facebook amazing yeah and guys if you haven't checked it out we will post the picture of the salon because it is so dreamy uh you guys will absolutely love it well thank you everyone for tuning in thank you person for your time and congratulations on all your success thank you jacqueline i had fun for more inspiring conversations like this one follow the work party podcast on apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts if you enjoyed today's episode make sure to rate and review us or show us some love on social we love seeing you tune in every week and share your favorite episodes we're at work party on instagram and at it's a work party on facebook and twitter i'm your host jacqueline johnson and this is work party